It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Adam Mills on the mic. We've got Andrew Allison with us all the way up until 6.30 today on the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting on this 21st day of April. 51 degrees sunny outside here in Athens, Ohio. And again, Andrew, welcome back onto the program. It's been, I think it's been about a week since we've heard from you, but has anything changed, Andrew? Anything uh, within the last week? Anything going on? Uh, not much. I'm glad to actually be here. We had some technical difficulties early on, but <laughs> yeah, not much has changed. Um, yeah, basically just the same as everyone else with the coronavirus. Right, and uh, we we did have we, we were figuring out as we were getting the show going, um, as I'm sure listeners have heard if they've been listening to. Uh, Sky Hope over on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 leading up to the sports fan. Um, but Sky has already said that the computer that we normally use, you know, we get the weather on this computer, we get the traffic log, you know, figure out what commercials we need to have. Uh, but that old computer crashed, we got a new one in here, and I think we got everything hooked up and we're all good to go on here. Uh, but it, it, I think it sounds better, you know, if we have you coming through the computer and send to the phone line. But if you want to call in, for everybody listening, jump in on the sports fan, 740-592-6646. Having Andrew on the computer allows us to keep those phone lines open so you can call in if you have a song request for later on in the show from that 6.30 to 7 o'clock mark. Or even if uh, maybe you want a song request for later on in the day, talk a little bit about sports, whatever it is. Again, 740-592-6646. Uh, call in, be on the sports fan. The one I want to lead with off today, and it's kind of some big news, at least in Ohio, Andrew, is Urbana University, uh, branch campus of Franklin University, has decided to close its doors uh, after many years of existence, and, you know, that is tough for really everybody involved, not only people who are now athletes or student-athletes at Urbana, but, you know, it, it involves, you know, everybody, everybody who was employed by the university. Uh, so it's very disappointing news to hear that Urbana University will be closing at the end of the spring semester 2020. Yeah, I think they, I think it was the dispatch I was reading that said it was 111 employees would be affected, or full-time employees rather. But like I was, I was uh, looking up. That is a kid from where at my hometown. That was actually his first and only so far college offer. Now he'll get more college offers to play football because he's such a good player but it's still just kind of like you know you think okay like at least i have that to fall back on and then all of a sudden it's not that they pulled your scholarship it's that the whole university is just gone it's not something you see very often no and i i hope that this is not going to for foreshadow really anything coming in the future because you know it's one thing Yes, we're all trying to survive the pandemic together. We're all in this together. Uh, but at one point or another, you know, bills start to pile up no matter how much goodwill there is. And I guess for Urbana University, it was not going to be, a, you got to have money to keep the lights on. You know, it, it was a very tough situation for them. And when you don't have any money coming in, when you have to result to online classes, which would be cheaper when you're not, you know, paying your employees 
uh, you know, a full-time salary when you can't really afford really to, to keep open during these times, then you know, that starts to become more of an issue than it was maybe a month ago when, all right, maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's three weeks. But now that we've gone a month, you know, really without being employed, you know, thankfully, you know, we're still keep the lights on here at the station, but, you know, for others who are very struggling right now, uh, it is a very tough time and a tough decision had to be made at Urbana University, and that, you know, affects a lot of people. It trickles down. It goes from the student-athletes to the professors to the part-time employees, even down to the maintenance workers. You know, somebody has to maintain those fields. It's just a, a sad situation to see, and I hope that other colleges do not follow suit, and hopefully, you know, there'll be federal money or state money that comes in and, and is able to help you know, universities and businesses all stay afloat during these tough times. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at it, okay, uh, I believe it was also the dispatch that said the reason that it became, Urbana became a branch of Franklin University is because they had to sell to Franklin University because of financial issues. And, and this is one of those things where if you were struggling to get by beforehand, this is going to sink you. And if you were doing fine beforehand, you're now going to struggle. And it's going to get worse and worse as if this keeps getting longer and longer. And, and we hope this, at least in Ohio, they're appearing to move into that next phase. I was talking about it with Troy yesterday and trying to move in with one phase and, and continue going. Uh, throughout and hopefully slowly opening up different businesses one by one and the sooner the better we do have a phone call on the lines call you live on 970 wath yeah i want to talk a little bit about the college situation i mean i think there's a lot of colleges really in bad shape right now and um you know urbana i mean this is when i think maybe happened a little bit quicker than people thought but it's definitely not going to be the last one yeah and, and that's unfortunate because you know, a lot of people are employed by you know universities across the campus, and when you're not bringing in money, it's tough to to stay open. Right, you know it affects right. all the it, people that work there, and also like the students. Uh, uh, so it affects a lot more. Like I said, 111 workers and stuff. But I mean, look, they got what 1,256 students, I think it was, and uh, it also hurts the community of uh, Urbana, and. Um, just like other schools like Shawnee State, you know, I'm not sure how, you know, what's going to happen with them. Uh, I mean, heck, even Hawking College, I mean, uh, you know, that affects Nelsonville, it affects Athens. Uh, so there's just a lot more, you know, a lot more than the college closing down. It hurts the, the communities, the towns that they're in. And, um, right. you know, just like this year, like all the high school kids, everything lost the their uh, chance to play sports and spring sports and all that stuff. Now, like Urbana, look at all the athletes up there. I mean, they're, they're going to have to transfer or, you know, probably most of them won't go anywhere else. I mean, so it affects a lot of people. Right, and it's crazy. I was seeing, uh, at least on my Twitter feed, I guess a lot of Ohio people are trying to help out the athletes who are, you know, going to be displaced because of this. And a lot of I saw a lot of baseball players trying to put together their highlights, and uh, hopefully another college coach is able to take a chance on them, and, and they're able to still you know, be an athlete in college somewhere. But you're right, you know, this affects not only the college, but the whole town that the college resides in. You know, I, I can't right. imagine. Not that I'm saying that Ohio 
uh, would close. But I, I can't imagine Athens without the university. That's about 27,000 kids who come in and help the local economy. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, today, like I drove through Court Street today and it seemed like there was a lot more people out today. There was a lot of cars parked up there. But, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been up there where there might be two or three cars parked up there. And uh, you just don't know, like, you know, nobody's going to be back here that much till, uh, what, the end of August. And that's a maybe. Who knows? Uh, even then. And how much longer can all these places uptown on Court Street? I mean, East State Street down in that area, I mean, they got a lot more customers going down there. But, you know, Court Street, I mean, it's you know, catered to students. And, um, you know, how long are they going to be able to, to make it? I mean... I mean, there's a few stores up there that's been there in a long time, and, of course, you got the bars. Right. And the restaurants up there, and, uh, you know, just, uh, and I'm sure the rent is really pretty high up there. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I still live on, on Court Street right now, and I was able to sign a lease you know, throughout May of 2021. Still got one, one year left, uh, junior at Ohio, and still, uh, I'm, so far, so good, but I, I can't imagine people right now who, who aren't getting a paycheck and people, you know, will have to pay the rent, and, you know, it's a little bit more expensive to be on Court Street than it is to, say, uh, be on Washington Street or, or be, you know, a little bit of a distance away. Uh, but it, it's true because Court Street, I think what East State Street has, what's nice is you have a lot of more more cars, you have a little bit more car traffic, you can still go out there, uh, it's right off the highway, with Court Street, you know, you have to be coming to the college campus. You have to be uh, seeing something around uptown. Because if you're not, right. then you're not really getting that. You have the foot traffic of the students, but when the students aren't here, you're not really getting the foot traffic, and there's not a whole lot of you know, car traffic going there, as to say East State Street. So it, it seems like everybody's really in a bind right now. Right. And, you know... Um too, like even with our band at a smaller colleges too, when you do have sports events, it brings other people in from the other teams, and uh, that affects the economy too. I mean, gosh, just think, I mean, if, you know, somehow this ball coming up, you know, Ohio University didn't have football or whatever, I mean, you know, look how many, of course, it doesn't bring how many people during the weeknight games there, but on the Saturday games, there's a lot of people comes in from out of town. Right, and I, I can't imagine, you know, it would be weird for Ohio State not to have fans. I think it would be detrimental to group of five colleges to not have fans, like the Mid-American Conference or you know, Conference USA, whatever it is, because the fan, you get the ticket revenue, you're able to sell stuff. Like The whole marketing department, you know, they do the on-field promotions. Maybe you kick the football, you get $100. I don't even know if you can do that in the fall, the way people are talking right. about did you see, I saw where, like, the, um, you know, like, Conference USA and the Sun Belt and the MAC, and I think it was two other conferences like that, sent a letter to the NCAA. Was that letter, I think, to be able to drop sports and still stay at the Division One level, level for a few years? Did you see that? Or Yeah, I, I saw that, and I think Commissioner Stein, Steinbrenner, Steinbrecher, uh, the commissioner of the Mid-American Conference, was one of the signees on that, and... Yeah, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier on, uh, maybe last week when, when it, the letter came out, but I, that's only going to open the door for colleges to cut sports because right now Ohio is at the minimum for sports sponsorships. And should Ohio right. cut a sport, then uh, in the eyes of the NCAA right now, if, 
if the recommendation by the group of five schools doesn't go through, if Ohio cuts a sport, then they would drop down to Division Two, which I don't think anybody wants because it, it's a lot more money that you get to be in Division One through you know the, the NCAA championship game in football and the NCAA uh, you know March Madness all throughout March. Even though Ohio was awesome. not in the championship game, you still get some of that money because you're a Division One sport and you have a chance to get there. But if you drop down to right. D2, you're not going to get that fund. You're not going to get that money. Uh, you also got all the TV money and stuff. And you know, that's why they play right. on Wednesday nights and Tuesday nights. Right. And stuff. But do you think, um, I mean, if they would be able to cut a sport or two for a few years, I mean, then you got to start it up. So that's going to be bad news anyway. But what sports would they cut? See, that's a difficult situation right now because I, I'm not totally up to up to knowledge about you know, the Title IX rules, but it will come down to Title IX. It'll, be, it'll come down to, they, they asked for a four-year grace period in that letter. So I guess at the end of four years, they might be able to restart those sports. But for right now, there's more girls or more women's sports than men's sports at Ohio. What is it, six but, for men and nine for girls? Something, I think there's like 15, 16 sports at Ohio, maybe yeah, 15, as much as seven. I think it's six and nine. 15. I think it's six for the men and nine for the women. Right. And I think it has to deal with the scholarships. That I, I don't know how right. many scholarships football has. Let's call it 50 or something. Then women's sports have to have equal amount of scholarships, You know, trying to balance it out and be equal. Uh, so I don't know if it's the actual number number of sports that each college has to have it equal or... You know, women and, and, and men, or if it's down to the scholarship size, because if, yeah. if it's by number of sports, well, then you'd think that one of the first sports to go would be a women's sport, maybe swimming and diving, or maybe soccer, um, or, or volleyball. You know, it's also, you have to look at what else can that facility be used for. You know, right now, the, the only right. thing that's at the soccer field right now, Chesa Fields, is soccer. Is soccer. But at swimming and diving, swimming and diving, the, I think the community uses it. I don't know if Athens High School uses the uh, Ohio Aquatic Center, and I'd hate to see swimming and diving go. Uh, but I think there would be more uses for that building other than sponsoring a sport should Ohio you know, need to cut a sport. I don't think they're talking about cutting a sport right now, which is good. Uh, but if, if things start to get clamped down a little bit, uh, I... I if you want my answer, I, I think I'd have to say swimming and diving, or maybe uh, track and uh, maybe not track and fields, or uh, lacrosse, or track it, and fields, field hockey. Right. I think for the men, if they do have to cut one, and that'd be hard when you only got six anyway. But I think maybe the first one. Well, I mean, I think there's two choices. And that'd be wrestling and baseball. Yeah. But some some I mean Akron dropped it and they brought it back again just a couple years after they dropped it which I that didn't make much sense but well I think if if Ohio it. does cut any sports and I think if you know, anybody else uh, at at that group of five level if they're able to go below the minimum right now again Ohio's at that minimum if they cut below that minimum uh, and still are considered Division one sport I think at the end of that four years they'll have to bring it back. But then that's un right. it's unfair for the student-athletes because now you're saying, all right, you guys aren't important for these four years, and then, all right, now we need you back. Now we want you back. Like, What, what would the program right. be in four years? Well, I know. It's going to be bad. Just like uh, starting up with a, a, you know, a team like in the NFL or uh, NBA or whatever. It's a new team, so it's going to be, you know, you're going to be scrapping to get anybody to come to start, and it's going to be a terrible season, and... 
and all that. So it's not, you know, it's it's not a good thing. But, you know, Ohio, Ohio's been dropping students anyway, so this sure didn't help at this time for this to happen. Right, and I think I saw online that they're now reducing the price for online classes in the summer, uh, which, right. um, I mean, according to reports for Ohio, there's already a budget crisis and now cutting back on costs for online classes and the potential now, it's crazy to think, but now in, in the fall, people are thinking that there will be, you might not be able to come back to classes in the fall yet. And if that's right. the case, then football would, would be hurt and, of course, the rest of the fall sports. Um, but if that's the case, then it, it's not a good uh, not a good situation for colleges it's not a good situation for businesses you talked about away uh, away teams coming around uh, hotels are a big benefactor of away teams coming to ohio you know it's the oh, whole it aspect of it right i just know too that um you know if if we don't have sports in a college here in the fall in athens i mean that's that'll be just unbelievable i mean it just that might be it right well i I'd hope that's not it. I hope that's not the case. I think right now that if baseball opens back up again sometime during the summer, and I hope MLB is able to play their games. I mean, the Reds were going to have a, a they were projected to have a good season, but I think if yeah, baseball, I'm a big Reds fan, and I, yeah. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, but I, I think if baseball is able to start up their play again, then we'll at least have games in the fall. In what aspect and what capacity, I don't know, but. If we start to see sporting events being brought back in the summer, I think we'll be okay for the fall and, and for the winter. But if fans are able to be at those games, I think that's another question. Well, I know in high school level, I, I keep up to date on that and got some connections. I mean, I think it's very possible that uh, even in the fall during high school, it might be parents only. Yeah, it could be parents only. It could be... You know, maybe you get two tickets per person. Maybe it's not you know, officially parents only. Maybe you know, a mom and a sister or a dad and a brother or whoever it is. You know, it'd be, I don't know what, what capacity they'd bring it back in. You know, Troy was on here yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that the mayor of Los Angeles, also New Orleans and everything, they said there wasn't going to be any big sporting events until 2021. So that means you can't, you know, USC can't play, UCLA, uh you know the um, LSU. New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah, LSU, New Orleans Saints. I mean, I mean, they're both saying that that's probably not going to happen until 2021. So they're going to have to change games then, or uh, move them someplace else. I mean, it's well, it could um, be like how baseball is thinking about going to Phoenix and Arizona to try and start their season, but it'd be a crazy. You're talking about a, around 2,000 to 3,000 people all in like a, a quarantine bubble between all the, the Grapefruit League teams, all the minor league ballparks, plus, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks and maybe a couple college parks. Uh, but it would be a, a large amount of people that you're, you'd have to try to test almost day in and day out. That way you contain the spread and hopefully it doesn't get back into it. And then you can't have your family there or anything. That's, you know, and right. I, mean, I just wonder, I, I'd say probably most of the baseball players would do that, but I'd, be, I bet, I'd say there's a few that wouldn't. It'd be like an extended road trip. Uh, it's yeah, an overnight trip, and then you, you don't get to come home for, uh, it might be three, four months. I know it. But it's just crazy to think that right now, on 21st of April, we're, we're talking about potentially 
All right, baseball's already come and passed. It's been postponed, but now we're talking about college football not being played. You know, let's try to wait a couple months. These projections are changing by the day, and right now they're changing right. for the better, and I get that you don't want to open it up again and have a second wave, but if you open it up, uh, see how much we, we can breathe a little bit, see how much we can open things up and see if right. we're, we're able to do this because I think it would be important to get everybody back to work, to back to getting paid, and uh, you know, to start to live our lives again. I know, like the, I just heard on the news there about Georgia. They're opening up, and he just closed down like two weeks ago. And he's the one that we're talking about. Um, what's he, I think his name's Kemp, and um, so they were going to open up the uh, salons and uh, nail salons and uh, barber shops and all that stuff. And then I just heard that Lindsey Graham, who's one of the top people with Trump there, the senator from South Carolina, said, "Hey, I don't think he should be doing that and stuff. He's not doing what the president's saying." You know, um, right? Yeah. Need- so I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's, he's supposed to open up. I think by Friday. So that's going to be interesting to see if he still does that. Yeah, and it it be- like say it changes every day. You hear it. You hear yeah. different stuff every day. Yeah, every projection. You know, in the beginning, we were talking about I don't know what was it. Six thousand was the number that Amy Acton was saying that we'd get six thousand new cases a day. Uh, and right. it's been I, I don't remember the number what what it was today, but. You know, because of the the guidelines, you know, we change those projections, and hopefully, if we continue to follow those guidelines and do the right things, that those projections again will change, and we can open back up sooner, so that we can all get back to a normal life and bring back sports. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess in a way, it kind of helps doing that here in Athens, but when you don't have twenty some twenty some thousand students here, right, right. I mean. Um, because it's, it's pretty hard. Athens not that big to stay that far apart with that many people here. Yeah. Uh, especially, uh, we looked at it, and you know, we were concerned in the beginning when it was spring break, and President Nellis said, all right, if you went away on spring break, you know, try not to come back. Uh, at first, you know, we were thinking, oh, what do you mean don't come back? You know, we have houses here. We have, you know, dorms here. Where, where are people going to go? But I think in the end, he probably made the right call because it didn't bring a big spread uh, of the COVID-19 virus to Athens. Right. And I think it did, like down at Liberty University, he brought them back and it was only there for like a week and he had to close it down. So I, I think he didn't make the right call. I mean, right. I think, I think Governor DeWine here in Ohio has done a good job because, um, I mean, right now I think most of the, most of it's coming through the uh, nursing homes and the, the, the prisons right now. And, um, yeah, we're of course, large. here at times, the weather here in Athens hadn't been, there's been a few good days, but overall it's been like a cool, damp, rainy weather and stuff, and that might have helped too. Right, and I think you know, with a virus, the, the thing that people have been saying is wait until the temperatures start to warm up and see if the cases start to go down. Because with the warm temperature, I think that helps kill the virus. Uh, but you know, we we got to wait and see. we got to wait and see what... Uh, all the, the scientists and the health officials. The good news is I don't think there's been a case here in Ohio since around March 21st, 23rd, uh, or a case down here in Athens County. Right. Um, and there's, unfortunately, there was one death. But outside of that, comparatively to the rest of the state, I think you know, because we've been following those guidelines, we've been doing an all right job. And, right. again, there, was, there hasn't been a new case. I bet, I bet there has. I mean, I really think there has been. And I know that one death... The person died in a Columbus hospital, 
And so that really wasn't even like really an Athens. It was an Athens person, but he died up in the in the hospital with other, you know, problems. But uh, but I I mean I've really noticed a lot, and I've driven around some, and I think most people are doing a great job here. And like I said, hopefully they keep it up because I want I want just to get out of here as fast as possible. As do I. And, you know, so anyway, I'll let you go. It's been nice talking to you. Yeah, nice talking with you, too. Thanks for calling up the sports fan. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good one. It's always good to get the caller in. And, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, we have been doing a nice job here in Athens. We've been doing it, uh, what we've been really told to do, you know, social distancing, follow the guidelines, and uh, you know, everything has, has been all right, at least in the county. And, of course, with Vinton County, hopefully that zero is a true zero. I know testing might not be readily available, but I I love love the uh, the state champions shirts that that Vinton County has made. I think that's a great idea. We'll take a short break on the sports fan. We'll go until 6:45 today. You're listening to 970 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Working from home is on everybody's mind today. Maybe now is the perfect time for you to work for yourself and start your own home-based business using OPM, other people's money. The OPM Wealth System shows you exactly how to run your own home-based business. Call right now and learn how to create your own future working from home. You can learn how to build your own six-figure income with our OPM Wealth Management System. And it's a 100% risk-free call. You won't be sold anything over the phone, we promise. looking for serious people who know now is the perfect time to launch their own home-based business. And now with a free call, you can learn how easy it is to get started with other people's money in the OPM Wealth System. Make this free call and change your life for the better. 800-251-7270-800-251-7270-800-251-7270-800-251-7270. That's 800-251-7270. Beer, 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 I'm Dr. Amy Acton, Director of the Ohio Department of Health. I know you have a lot of questions about coronavirus, so please call our hotline. The number is 833-4-ASK-ODH. Furnished by the Ohio Department of Health and the OAB. Follow along with Power 105 and 97WATH on Facebook. Like our page for contests, prizes, community updates, and of course, some laughs. Check us out on Facebook at Power 105 WXTQ slash 97WATH. And don't forget to click that like button. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970WATH. Sportsman 970 WATH presented by JK Contracting. We'll go until 6.45 today. Mills on the mic along with Andrew Allison. And Andrew, 
Yeah, sorry I couldn't get you really into the phone call. I'm still figuring out how to shift through between the computer and the phone line. Uh, but hopefully you're still standing by and still doing well. Uh, but, again, it's, it's an important topic to talk about and appreciate the caller calling in. Again, phone lines are always open, 740-592-6646. But, Andrew, it affects not only, you know, the, the college, but as the caller said, it was the entire town, the entire you know, economy around the university. Right. And like you guys had mentioned, OSU, OU, they're going to still be there. Whether it's next fall or whenever we can go back. It's, like he mentioned, the Hawking, Shawnee State. Those are the the university and colleges that you're really worried about. Right. And it's, it's, I mentioned when he asked me about what, if Ohio needed to, what uh, sports do you think could be cut? And I think it would be sports where, you know, it's not only a sole purpose of just one sport, you know, it might be a community thing, or maybe you know, a sport in the convocation center that's not basketball, you know, maybe volleyball or wrestling. And but the the good thing is they're not talking about cutting sports, and I'd hope they don't cut sports because you know, you're talking about I don't know anywhere between 50 to 60 you know, student athletes all coming here for that reason, and of course you know to get the degree and everything, but. You know, they're student athletes for a reason. They they excel at their sport at the Division One level, and they they want to be here uh, to compete. But I'd, I'd hope that they don't cut swimming and diving. I hope they don't, don't cut wrestling. I'd hope that they don't cut any sport. Uh, but it, it it is an important topic to talk about because that is what really the new reality is, especially after Cincinnati cut their men's soccer program. Right, and it's going to be tricky. If they're going to cut a women's sport, you will probably see them also cut amends because like you guys were talking about with title nine it, it goes by scholarship that's why there's if you look at a lot of division one programs or a program with a football school they'll have a lot more women's sports than men's because football takes up so many scholarships that have to be equaled out due to title nine so it will be because of the scholarships and since by that by your understanding and i guess my understanding now is that it would have to be a men's sport, even though there are fewer men's sports at Ohio. Yeah, so, I mean, it would honestly probably be like the caller mentioned, wrestling or bas- or baseball. Yeah, or, yeah. It would be unfortunate if either one of those gets cut. Um, but if it comes down to that, I don't think Julie Cromer really wants to cut any sports, especially in her second year here. Uh, but nobody, nobody could anticipate a pandemic, you know, just of this magnitude for this long and, and not having college students come back to campus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it's just, it, it's something you couldn't predict. You know, everything was going fine, and then just it all changed within a week. And, but let's bring it to a positive thing. You know, we, we had to talk about Urbana because, you know, Urbana closing their branch campus of course, it's big news, and they were in the, uh, I think it was the Mountain Conference, the uh, Mountain East Conference, uh, one of the, the charter members for, for seven years. Uh, so we wish everybody with Urbana you know, the, the best of luck in the future. It's sad to see that they have to cut uh, not only sports, but their university. They had to close down. Uh, but let, let's bring it back to a, a, a little bit of a positive note, or maybe a little bit of a surprising note, uh, but... 
Adam Scheffner, ESPN reporter, reports that the Patriots are trading tight end Rob Gronkowski in a seventh-round pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick. And again, sources told ESPN that earlier on today. Uh, I think that is, it's interesting. It, it means that Rob Gronkowski would come out of retirement. He wants to still play with Tom Brady, and since Brady's down in Tampa Bay, uh, Gronk could be you know, taken out of the WWE ring, and now he's might be back on a football field. Yeah, and I mean, Tampa's built to win right now, so I mean, it's going to be the perfect situation for him to come back. What'll be interesting is, does Tampa keep O.J. Howard, or do they try to trade O.J. Howard in for a potential draft pick and try to get something, well, we need, we need this position, either A, we're going to trade O.J. Howard for that position, or we're going to trade O.J. Howard for a draft pick, or do they keep O.J. Howard and have a two great wide receivers and two great tight ends? Right. And uh, they just got so many options right now. I think the one of the best things that Bill Belichick was able to do at New England was that he had two good tight ends with Gronkowski and Hernandez, and Brady was able to utilize either one of them, and that was really a lethal offense that, that he had at his disposal. Uh, so I, I think that they'd want to have an upgraded tight end position, and I think that would mean keeping Howard and adding Gronkowski. But the thing that I'm still waiting to see is if Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement. Uh, that, it, just because he was traded, I don't think he made the announcement to come out, did he? As far as I've seen, I haven't heard anything, but I doubt that Tampa Bay would have traded for him without talking to him first or Tom talking to him first about coming out of retirement. Right, they did still... I, I think they got it got it on either good authority or his word that said, yeah, I'll come out if you get me. And I think, you know, so they gave up a, a fourth-round pick for Gronkowski and a seventh-round pick. Even if Gronkowski they, does not you know, come back to play, all right, you're dropping three rounds, you're getting a seventh-round pick. I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, but, again, it, it was, I don't want to say dead weight, because Gronkowski is one of the best tight ends ever to play the game. And Gronkowski, you know, if he comes out of retirement, right now he's, he's nothing for, for uh, you know, New England. He's not going to come out of retirement to play for New England. But then if he goes... And, and plays at Tampa Bay, you know, at least he, he gets reactivated. He's not in retirement anymore. And Tampa Bay gets a, a seventh-round pick, even if he doesn't come back out of retirement. So the Patriots just basically traded away you know, a future Hall of Fame tight end in Gronkowski uh, and, and a seventh-round pick to get a fourth-round pick. Right. And, you know, it, it's amazing what Bill Belichick does. He can take a player who's retired and get a fourth-round pick for him. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, Tampa Bay is going to try to reactivate him, but still, I mean, he wasn't going to come back for you. You get a fourth-round pick. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you basically turned a seventh-round pick into a fourth-round pick is what he did because yeah, you, you're just right. trading a retired player right now. And even if you know, he comes out of retirement, he wasn't going to play for you anyway. So you just, again, you, you traded a draft pick and you traded you know a contract, and then you got a, a fourth-round back. I think that's a good good deal for the Patriots, and I think you know, it could be an even better deal for Tampa Bay, but we have to wait and see. Right, and knowing Bill Belichick, he'll turn that fourth-round pick into a Hall of Famer. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, That's just what he does. What was Brady? He was late-round late pick, right? 
does that pick uh, even exist yeah, anymore? I think he was six. Six yeah, round? I think he was six. Yeah, I think so. 199 overall. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but again, I mean, he took Brady and brought him to be a, a one of the best. He's probably, I hate to say, he's probably the best quarterback the league has ever seen. Uh, it's hard right. to argue with all his Super Bowl rings. Um, I believe Edelman was a seventh rounder undrafted. Yeah, coming from the Mac, Kent State. And I think Welker was, a, yeah, Kent State, he was the quarterback there. Yeah, he took I, a I Kent State Walker quarterback. Was either. <laughs> yeah, he took a Kent State quarterback and turned him into a wide receiver, a, a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Right. <laughs> uh, Welker, he was a good one. I believe was late rounder. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of others that we're probably forgetting about. Right. Yeah, but just because yeah, you're just drafted, crazy to see what that man does. Right. Just because you're drafted high does not mean that you're going to be. You know, a pro bowler. You know, you hope that's when you scout and you try to anticipate, and that's why, you know, there's not a whole lot of busts, but there are busts, you know, in the first couple rounds. So you might get a really talented player that falls to, to the late rounds. And, you know, Belichick has been able to turn those late round guys into, you know, quality performers. Yeah. And uh, just real quick on the Kent State thing. Yeah. Two, Kent St- two of Kent State's probably best. Um, draft or NFL players were probably both quarterback and then trained just into wide receiver. You got Edelman and then Josh Cribbs, who has the most kick returns for a touchdown. Whatever Devin Hester yeah. holds the record for, he hold, Josh Cribbs holds the other record. Whether it's punts or kicks return for touchdowns, I'm not sure. Ken State, and so quarterback yeah, just, factory turned into wide receivers. Yeah. And but, did. did Antonio Gates go there? I think he uh, he might have been. Did. Yeah, I think he was Mid American Conference. I can't remember if he was Kent State or not. Uh, I but, think he was Kent State. But real quick before we end the show, we're going up until forty five, maybe a little bit later. But uh, news coming out of Buffalo today that the University of Buffalo's men's basketball team has been placed on a one year probation after former assistant coach was found to have forged recruiting documents. Buffalo was also fined $5,000, agreed to a two-week ban on communicating with potential recruits, and reduced its recruiting days by five for the 2020-2021 season. The decision was announced by the NCAA and the Mid-American Conference School as a part of the negotiated resolution reached today. The school said self-reported. The school said it self-reported the infractions in October and cooperated with the NCAA investigation. So, big news, I guess, coming out of Buffalo. Um, we have a, a caller on the line late in the show, but uh, that is the news. Let's go to the caller first. Caller, you're live on 970 WATH. It's the same caller again. I just called oh, back hey. about Antonio Gates. He was yeah. uh, he wasn't even a football player at Kent State. He was a basketball player. That's right. He was a but then he, he was a dual sport athlete, wasn't he? I don't. I don't. I think he just played basketball. So he got. Did he get drafted though, or was he an unsigned free agent? I think he. I think he was an unsigned free agent. I think. He was at like what he was six, 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 eight, something like that, and he was a big dude. Yeah, I, I mean, remember watching him in basketball, but I'm pretty sure he did not play football because there's been a couple of those that happened like that. But, but I do, I'm pretty sure he was just strictly basketball. Yeah, we'll we'll have to search that, and we'll let people know on Thursday. We won't have a sports fan coming tomorrow because of Red's hot stove, uh, Red's talk show with uh, Tommy Thrall and uh, Tom Brenneman. And then on 
Uh, Thursday, you know, it's a big day that we've been all waiting for. It's draft night. Uh, but we thank the draft caller. Right, okay, thanks. Yep. Yeah, thanks for calling back in. I uh, appreciate you listening. And uh, we unfortunately have to wrap up the show quick. Uh, but appreciate the caller. Appreciate Andrew being on the show. We will come back your way on Thursday with a little bit more draft topics. Andrew, closing thoughts. That guy was right. Yeah, he didn't play uh, Really? He didn't play football. All right, so yeah, we got the I, answer. I did look it up because, yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Thanks to the callers. And thank you for listening to 970 97.1 FM. This is the Sportsman presented by J&K Contract and Connor Mills sign off. We come back your way Thursday at 6.06. It'll be full of draft talk. Pro to the Bengals or maybe somebody else.